Hi, everyone. So then, can hey. you start it off? It's on, right? Yeah. Okay. So, hey, guys, uh, we are back again. And this time, yeah, so we can't really move forward without talking about the uh, mishap on, on uh, Friday. So it was down to just technical difficulties, and we couldn't um, push the live through. And hopefully, if things work out, and if our schedule uh, seems to come together, we'll be doing it on Saturday. Um, I, I don't know what the date is. Uh, it's 23rd, so Saturday should be... Okay, I can't do math between this, but yeah, it'll be this Saturday, um, this weekend. So I hope you guys still come back and give us a second chance because we are still all uh, novices at this. Um, and we hope to, you know, um, improve upon what we uh, built so far. So uh, moving on to the game. The game was... Uh, it could have been better. Like you, you can't fret when you when your team scores uh, four goals and just concede one. But I was still, you know, still worried about the one we conceded. We could have avoided it, you know, um, in my personal opinion. But yeah, a well-rounded performance. Uh, Benzema didn't look happy, which uh, slightly got me worried. Um, he didn't look happy. It's 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 normal because. He might have set up bigger standards for himself, and we should be all um, be accustomed to it. So, yeah, what, what did you guys think, man, about the game? Okay, oh. uh, let me just let me just go first. I thought, uh, you know, like uh, when we did the mishap video and we we're talking about Granada, I was like, uh, yeah. I was a little bit apprehensive about how the game would go, and I think in the first half towards the end, they really made it difficult for us. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they really brought the game to us and we conceded that goal, like you said, which we should have not. But, yeah. I, think, but I think towards the second half, the game was easier than mm. what I anticipated. And mm. especially, I think the third goal really killed Granada off, you know, and mm -hmm. Benzema took the ball and I think their left back sort of caught a cramp and he couldn't track back. So I think yeah. that was a lucky break for us and we scored a goal over there. Um and then the sending off, I think that guy was called Monchu, right? The Barca, yeah. Barca kid, yeah. Yeah. So I think that goal it sort of killed the game. And then Ancelotti, he took some players off and, you know, the momentum was gone. It was just like damage control for them. And for us, it was like just see the game off. Mm. So I think, I think it ended up being easier than what I anticipated it would be. What do you think, Farouk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. <clears throat> actually, more. I think the the goal was quite unfortunate. But I, actually, again, to the to be honest, like up until that goal, like I, we were in cruise control actually. But then it's I think it's been a team, and also we've discussed it in previous episodes as well. Like we just have the tendency for someone just to lose the ball. And actually, maybe you guys can note. I think it's the same position. Casemiro lost the ball in the previous match. It's very similar to where Vinicius lost the ball. About the three, nearly five yards to the left. That's it. So, like, that's just it. And then, like, Vinicius lost the ball and then the deflection and then Kutra was, like, wrong-footed. You, was not you know what that is? You know what? who that I think is? Um, uh, I think it is the ghost of Makalele 
who we banished uh, from Real Madrid 15 years ago. Maybe, maybe How many years, man? Then. Nah, man. We've paid our dues, man. Have you forgotten the nights when Leon kept on knocking us out day, night after night, year after year? <laughs> like, we've paid, our, we, we, we've paid our dues for that long, long, long time ago, man. Long, long time. But actually, about the match, like, it was really, really good in the sense that I loved the fact that Modric and Cruz were, like, on form and they actually dictated everything and, like, just... Barring the goal in, a, I think, a spell of 10, 15 minutes, like, actually, Granada weren't in the game at all. And as just more testified, like, we expected a much more difficult game. And like, it was, I don't know, I just felt they, they, I felt they thought they could, you know, go toe-to-toe with the Madrid midfield. And unfortunately, they met Cruz and Modric on their day. They thought maybe we were going to get, you know, the old Modric, but unfortunately for them, we had yeah. the Modric on form and it was, and, and the assist and the intelligence to set up uh, Vinicius for the goal was just perfect, man. It was, you made a it was, very good point, Farouk. You know, like, um, sorry to cut you off, but um, when you said they expected Modric and Cruz to be uh, their old selves, their recent shaky selves, yeah, um, exactly. I think I think what they anticipated would be if they could close out, like, obviously they know uh, Modric and Cruz doesn't have the legs anymore. Um, so, I think their game plan would have been to um, anticipate what they do and try to predict what they're going to do, um, yeah. close off any potential uh, passing lanes or like a um, lone man who who, uh, who they would try to pick and whatnot. Um, they failed at it. Maybe if they tried to outrun and um, cover more um, areas of the pitch than what KCM was trying to do, maybe they would have done a better job, but they tried to anticipate what they uh, these guys are going to do. And do you know what happens then? If people, uh, like if opposition teams, uh, opposition midfields um, start second-guessing where Modric is going to turn to, where Cruz is going to spread <clears throat> the long ball to, it's game over. It's basically game over then. Uh, I thought it was a like very professional display from Real Madrid. You know, it was mm. like one of those games where you say it's like it was a professional display, you know, trying to seal the game off early. We got two goals. Yeah. And, you know, at the yeah. beginning, it was like I, I thought it was a little tough for us, like uh, to get into the rhythm because, like um, Farouk said, uh, Winnie and Benzema, they weren't really in form, you know, in the first mm-hmm. half, especially. And, like you said, yeah. like Sunaid, you said that uh, Benzema wasn't really happy by the end of the game because he didn't get his goal or something, you know, and he. Mm. And he he just didn't feel like he was enjoying the game, you know? When, yeah. when Benzema is really informed, you see his movements, the way he's moving around and everything. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I didn't really see that. And towards towards the beginning, I think we really struggled. But then mm. uh, we got the goal through Asensio, who I thought was our yeah. best player, you know, in attack. Yeah. Yeah. For and, last yeah, and then the second natural goal really eased, eased it up for us. But what the um, finish, man? What the finish, bro? Like, you need balls of steel to finish that. Like, that's man, rather than really... the finish, what a routine, man. Like, really, you know, it takes. I, I don't know how to put it, but like, you know, you can't try that unless, like, you're really, really confident in, I don't know, like, in yourself, in the routine, in, you know, you're just feeling like, yeah, this is it. We can do this. We can execute this. Like, it mm. was a really, really cheeky movement, really. Like, I want to brag about something. By the way, Farouk, uh, since we are on this goal, like um, I've always felt, right, like um, when I started watching football and then I slowly started getting into uh, playing football as well. I haven't much, uh, I haven't played 
football much, but uh, I used to be uh, playing cricket more. But um, when I used to play in midfield, um, and I used to score one one off goals, like very lucky flu goals here and there. Yeah. The most satisfying, um, even while playing, was the ones where you know it's not technique, it's not planning, it's just pure instinct. That's what Nacho's goal was yeah, like. He, yeah, he, he, think, he just, he just. That's what you call in Britain a thunder cunt. It's just proper, you know. Just, just put your laces through it, you know. Bury yeah. it. It's just, yeah, yeah. It just sense. reminds me of one of the goals that I score as well. Is like. I was standing mm. in front of the goalkeeper, no defenders between yeah. us, and you know the forward is, <laughs> forward is ahead of the line. He just crosses and squares it back to you, and you know, you just all you have to do is just you know stick your foot out, and it will go into the net. <laughs> yeah, you know that the feeling is really you know you you can't really it's describe so it. So satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but before we move on, man, so you mentioned Asensio, man, really, man, really. I have actually, I personally really have given like Asensio the stick a lot, but like I felt like this season, okay, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he's like at the world class level, but yeah. like he's performing to the sense that you can feel like, okay, this guy is good enough to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys get what I'm trying to say. Like, okay, he's not at that level, the world class level mm-hmm. yet, but like I feel like he just, he's getting back to his old, old self, you know, like with mm-hmm. confidence, you know, mm-hmm. and not just this match, like the previous matches as well, like he's actually been, you know, He's, he's been improving and he's been getting back. I really don't know what, like, Carlo is doing with these guys because, like, we know, like, they all like Zidane and all that. But, like, you know, you can see with Vinicius, with, you know, even to some extent with even the midfielders as well. You can just, like, uh, these days, I just feel like Casemiro has lost a bit of the edge about in the past he was able to tackle and not get cards, you know, continuously and continuously and commit fouls and get away with it. But I feel like these days that has reduced. Other than that, I feel like, you know, the players are, like, playing with a newfound confidence. And like that's not to you know shit on Zidane or anything. I just wonder what Carlo is doing with these guys, man. I don't know. New manager bounce, maybe. I don't know. Like I don't think. Like I'm gonna be very honest in my assessment um, of what I've seen so far of Carlo. Like I don't think he has the um, the testicular fortitude, as people say, to uh, be ballsy with his tactics. Like, I haven't seen that side yet. Maybe we haven't faced sterner tests, but I'm I'm pretty certain that Zidane used to be really, um, you know, well-drilled in what tactics he wanted to uh, deploy on the pitch. So, um, from what I've heard and what I've read, uh, Ancelotti's son, like, he, he analyzes the game very well. And I think he's the guy who um, helps Carlo make crucial decisions. So, yeah, like, there is still time to go and it's only merely caught away through the season. So, yeah, I I, I hope I'm wrong. And um, Like, if, if can I can play. add to the Essential thing, I would just say, um, you know, under Zidane, Essential used to be asked to provide some width and mm-hmm. put some balls in from areas out wide. You know, he, he used to get him to yeah. play like a like a winger. You know, what Ancelotti is doing, I think what he's done differently is like, although exactly. Asensio is starting on the, on the right, he's given him freedom to come inside and occupy those mm. central areas to drop, yeah. drop deep, you know, and get his balls in from there. Because Asensio is really dangerous in those areas. But when mm. you start, sort of ask him to do those traditional winger duties, you know, beat players mm-hmm. with pace and everything, uh, yeah. I think he really struggles with that. And another thing, I think that, Asensio has really done well this season. Is like yeah. um, he's pressuring up front, you know. Yeah. He's defending better. Yes. 
I think yes. that has really elevated his performance, you know. Uh, mm. the, the confidence that he has gained on defense is mm. really helping him. And another thing that I noticed in the Granada game was like Asensio, he was uh, really making those runs into the box, those second runs, you know. He was being mm-hmm. the second body in the box and trying to get at the end of balls. The late run, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. The, sec- the, the second runs, those late runs. He was trying to get into the box mm-hmm. more. Yeah, you know, uh, if you have, I don't know if you have noticed something, but it's like whenever Benzema plays and whenever Rodrigo play, uh, what they do is like mm-hmm. they tend to occupy those second striker positions together at the same time. So it's like yeah, both yeah. those players are at the same position, you know. So uh, there is no, mm-hmm. there is no like um, the defenders know where they have to defend, you know. Yeah. And with Essencio, what he's doing well is like he's occupying different areas compared to Benzema. So. Mm. It's, I think it's like it's creating doubt in minds of opposition defenders, and it's really helping our attack. The thing That's... I think about the thing I think about Ancelotti is like um, I don't know if you guys have read about it before, but it's like he always gives his players freedom in the final third, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that has been an advantage for Asensio because uh, I remember earlier in the season, Asensio's agent he came out and said that Ancelotti told uh, Asensio that he's re- really going to allow him to play in the areas he dominates. And, you know, the best areas mm-hmm. for Asensio are those uh, cent- uh, cam areas or the second striker areas. And I think mm-hmm. even though he's starting out as a right winger, he tends to drift inside and occupy yeah. those areas. So I think that's really helped his game. I don't know what you more, to, to, to your point, Mark, today, I think even if we can recall, like in the uh, Asensio breakout years, like in the first years on the Zidane, actually then, like, because our fullbacks were like, real like at the peak of their uh, careers then oh, yeah. like so we yeah. actually didn't need wheat from the wingers most of the time so if you could recall yeah. also then he was like quite prolific also because just as more pointed out like he doesn't occupy you know the he doesn't like try to occupy the positions like the natural winger occupies like he was no. kind of like a hybrid winger cam you know as more just pointed so like the previous like the last years of Zidane is i guess it's as you guys just pointed out, like because our wings were not functional and then everyone just kept on disappointing from Bill to Hazard and all this. So you just needed to since you to provide the width and that wasn't his natural game, I guess. So it was just, you know, uh let him just do something that he wasn't comfortable doing and he was coming back from the injury, our long term injury. You know what I was, so, sorry to cut you off, uh, Farouk. Like that's a very good point. Like when you um took us back to Zidane's um stint. The thing is what I thought was um, Zidane, Zidane's tactics and Zidane's wingbacks were very crucial to his game plan. Like they yeah. provided the most width they uh, they could um, <clears throat> to help us move move up the pitch. So with Asensio, like if you if you guys recall, like Zidane was the guy who gave him his first start, who who trusted oh, uh, sure. him everything and whatnot. So even after the there's a pre-injury essential um, and there's a post-injury essential. So uh, when he came back from the injury, I think Zidane still stuck to his game plan and thought that he, even though it was a major injury, like even though he might take his time getting back to his old stride, he can still bomb down the pitch. Like, yeah. Paolo did the right thing by um, understanding that it's not going to happen again. Because he has lost his legs clearly, like he has lost a good three, four yards of uh, pace that he used to have, like a couple of years ago. So, I think that's what like uh, made Asensio a revelation um, so far. 
the season. Yeah, I think that and plus his utilization on defense is really helping our team out because mm. you know Vinicius yeah. and Benzema they're they're not really uh, that good at defending. You know Vinicius he can put a shift in, he can track back, and he can do everything, but he can't press like yeah. Vinicius. And I'm sorry, Asensio does. And I also yeah. think that it is not in our best interest to have Vinicius defend more because he's no. our main attacking outlet on counters, right? Those long yeah. balls from Courtois behind the the opposition right back and Vinicius attacking mm-hmm. those areas. I think those that that attack is really, really, really helpful for us. And if we if we can uh, take off some defensive duties from mm. Vinicius and Essence, yeah. can put in a shift like he is doing uh, defensively. Yeah. I think that's that's really helpful for us. And I think uh, one thing that Carlo uh, does well, and he did it. Uh, even in his last tenure here, was organizing a defense, you know. Uh, mm. Initially, when he came back this time, I think he was trying to get some players to press high, and it wasn't yeah. really working. So I think no. it was, if I if I recall correctly, it was the first game against Shakhtar that uh, he really went for a, no. Yeah, I think it was around that time uh, when he yeah. went into a two bl- two lines of four. With uh, you know, whenever whoever yeah, is the right shutter, exactly it was yeah. the shutter, yeah. it was the whoever shutter. is the right winger, they drop back and they make a line of four in the midfield. Yeah. I think that yeah. has really been helpful for us again because I don't think high press really works to this Madrid because no. our because we need the next attack back, man. Once yeah. you lose the ball, you know. Yeah, and I th- I don't know what's happened with Casemiro, but like um. He's really not been that good positioning himself in stopping counterattacks mm. of late. Yeah. yeah. So I think with two lines of four, with uh, with Casemiro having the uh, the freedom to move around and to attack whoever has the ball to pressure them in midfield, it, it's really helped us. And mm. uh, with with this game uh, against Granada, I think uh, what Carlo did was like he asked uh, Casemiro to defend more and to uh, to cover for. Whichever center back went forward, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. Alaba, he he moves he moves out a lot. So yeah. Carlo got Casemiro to cover for him in this game, mm-hmm. and he gave yeah. Modric the freedom to move forward, and Modric's ability to make those, you know, how do I say it? Those those runs that are not tracked by anybody. He's, he, yeah. he would he would make those deceptive runs and just get into positions, and I think that really helped us against Granada. Talking about Montrich, man, we gotta talk about that second goal. That, that was that was a picture perfect set piece routine, like you know, like things that are made of dreams, you know, basically. Uh, if you can pull it off, if when it comes off, the pass from Cruz to Montrich, Montrich back to Cruz, Cruz cutting it in uh, to Nacho, that was really satisfying. Like I hope we score more of those because. When was the last time you watched a perfect set-piece routine? Um, yeah. Maybe in Zidane's heyday, um, uh, managing Real Madrid? That was, that was a good two years ago. Um, I so... think uh, in a second goal, something that we really need to acknowledge is the fact that uh, Granada got their positioning wrong, especially, I think it was called, he was Puertas, their number 10. Yeah. He sort mm-hmm. of played Nacho on side. Otherwise, if he had yeah, it, yeah. yeah, he didn't yeah. know that. Yes, but it's, even then, bro. Like even then, man. Like we create our own luck. Yeah, there yeah, was definitely, definitely, definitely. Day, but... Like although we need to acknowledge that, but I still think it was a wonderful goal. You know, Nacho's finish, mm. like you said, was exquisite. It's like mm. one of those, you know, very satisfying when the ball 
it's the back yeah. of the net, and you know, you, yeah. and you know, all that you did was like react on instinct. So mm -hmm. I think it was a brilliant goal for Nacho. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Third goal, guys. Third goal. Yeah, third goal. Uh, do, do you guys remember the post uh, that was made on the subreddit regarding uh, Vinicius telling Benzema to? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the post. Yeah, to, to give the ball to Modric. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. I saw that. I saw uh, what did you guys think about it? I saw that. Brilliant like, thinking. Second thinking. Got a bigger mob, man. Like, I don't think Vinicius two years ago would have said anything. <laughs> you know? Let alone made a gesture uh, pointing at Modric. That, that was brilliant. Brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually... It was one of those moves that uh, Mo was talking about, like where no one picks up Modric actually. But actually, it was a good move from Vinicius in the sense that Vinicius just like made himself a magnet for the defenders and like yeah. sort of left Modric just empty and like mm -hmm. the back heel to, 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 you know, rather the cut back to Vini was quite nice actually. For Modric is so cheeky, you know, like if I was defending against Modric and he pulled that on me, <laughs> I'd be like, you cheeky bastard, you know, like how dare you? How dare you? Like how he, um, you know, just puts it on a plate, so easy, right? So easy. Yeah, so I remember, I remember one of the one of the guys on online. I don't know, I forgot the commentator's name, but he was like, "If if I was Modric, I would have shot that." But you know, Modric, uh, he really pulled one out of the bag. You know, just cutting it back to Vinicius, totally confusing yeah. the defenders and everything. And that uh, was the I, best decision because if he shot, like, I don't think it's hundred percent going in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was a very tight angle. That is true. That is true. Mm -hmm. right. But you know, actually, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I was gonna go off topic a bit. I was gonna say, like, you guys watch on ESPN or what? Oh, okay. I I sometimes watch ESPN, ESPN. when I'm you know having dinner and getting bored. Well, like, I, 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 I okay. I streams. So. <laughs> like, not to shit on ESPN, but man, like when we when we got used to watching Ray Hudson and Ben Sport, man, that was fantastic, man. The the commentary, um, like the lyrics on. Modric on Marcelo on Isco. You know what? Now you just go and you watch the ESPN and the guys are just like, yeah, it's Modric. The words, bro, I get the po poetic, uh, you know, the poetic stuff and whatnot, but that guy streaming, man, I mean, screaming, not streaming, screaming is, is annoying. Like Ray Hudson is, is, a, is a nuisance. Like you can't watch nah, the game. Man. My brother, he really, he loves Ray Hudson. I don't know why. Man, that's poetry in motion, man. The man is a living poet, man. You, do, you, do you know who's li who's the actual living poet? It's Peter du Drury, bro. Like, it's not Ray Hudson. Yeah, but not Peter really Drury, like, this, he's a, like, Peter Drury, he's like, he's a man for the moment, you know? Like, yeah. he's a man for the moment. He can, how can I say, but, he can create. Gets excited, like, a couple of weeks ago. I hate that. No. No nah, man, nah, nah, man. The guy was saying this like, 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 like to be honest, I don't really like Ray Hudson. I'm just gonna be honest here. I don't really like. <laughs> him. He knows what he's doing. He's very experienced. Like he's he's an old head. Like the, the only reason I don't like Ray Hudson, I I, I find him like uh, he has a Barca bias. You know, he's always like Messi this, Messi yeah. that, Messi this. Messi oh man, this. the man loves Marcelo to hell, man. He loves Marcelo. Love he loves Modric. You know. Yeah, of that course, like, you know, eventually he has a bias, that's true, you can't deny that, like, you cannot really see that, but, like, man, the, the, the commentary of that man was poetic, man. But, you know, yeah. who I hated more than uh, Ray Hassan was the other guy, Phil Shane, 
who used to yeah, go along. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hated that guy. I hated that he guy. Is an absolute, he's an absolute tool. He just sits there. Yes, that's right. You go, Hudson. That's his whole um, agenda. Yeah. You, could, you could see that he hated Real Madrid. But anyway, coming back to ESPN commentators, you know the one who... Re- I, once I, I get to know that this guy is commentating... I want to mm-hmm. turn the commentary off is Sebastian Salazar. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, yeah, Sebastian Salazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, he's like, that guy's annoying. That guy's really annoying. Even Stuart I, Robson. I don't know who the heck employs these guys, man. Like, what has they Actually, done? I think on ESPN, like, the decent commentator, I think, is Derek Ray. There's Derek Ray, actually. Yeah, Derek Ray is good. Derek Ray is good. Derek Ray is good. The other guy, Ian Dark, uh, the BBC guy. Ah, yeah, Ian Dark. Ian Dark. Even he's even, even good. Um, but you know, like um, for the people who play FIFA, Stuart Robson and Derek Ray are oh. on the FIFA are on FIFA 22. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, I have seen this as well. But actually, I feel like Derek you know, this is like for example, you can see even like on the from ESPN also the pundits also like uh, commentate. Like for example, they give also like Ali Moreno to, to commentate. Yeah, like, like, why should someone that like guy. Ali Moreno commentate for God's sake? Like it's, I think it's on, it's, I think it's unfair on him, man. Like really, they shouldn't give him that job. Yeah, because, like, he's contracted is... to them. He can say no, so that's just it. Like it's his job, but like he's not just suited for the job, man. I think um, Ali Moreno is somebody who who shits on whoever, whoever is down. Like when Real Madrid <laughs> wasn't having a good time, he used to really take it out all on us. And now that Barcelona is down, like he cannot stop. Uh, you know, making fun of Barcelona. That's, that's you know, like to be movie. honest, like to be honest, like the EFC and SP, FC crew, like if not because they're on ESPN, like they're like a bunch of amateurs, man. Really, okay. Like we have like some people like Sid Low, you know, like Sid is like a well-respected journalist, you know, like I don't know the Italian guy Gab Marcotti, you know, the French guy Julian Laurent. Like oh, okay, man, this guy Gab like, Marcotti, that guy went upon like I think when we beat Atlanta, he was so mad. He was so mad. He's like before the game, he's like Atlanta are going to beat Ramtrid. And then at the end of the day, we beat Atlanta, you know, in Atlanta. Mendy, Mendy. Like, I think one yeah, zero, yeah, yeah, Mendy's yeah, 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 and yeah. he was so mad. He, he was like, well, who, who the hell is Hugo Duro? And, you know, he's a one star or what? <laughs> that was really funny to see his whole meltdown. But, you know, uh, uh, I was going to, like, actually tweet at him when Hugo Duro scored against... Uh, I think was it Atleti? Yeah, Atleti, right? Two goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna, yeah, look at, uh, uh, but it was like it was really funny watching his meltdown after <laughs> Atlanta lost, and he already has that Italian Serie A bias whenever Juve yeah. are losing or whatever happens. But the but the thing about him is like he's a big Carlo fan. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. knew that. Yes, 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 he is. I watch a lot of Gab Marcotti actually. I watch because like he has a podcast together with Julian Laurent, the French guy. So I watched yeah, the yeah, yeah. Absent Jew podcast a lot. I actually think Julian Leroy is, is decent. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a cool guy, really. He's a decent guy, actually. He's a, except when it comes to Paris and Ligon, that's when he becomes so. Awesome. But actually, you can yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris! Paris! Uh, <laughs> fuck yes, Phil. So, on to the uh, third goal, boys. Um, I yeah, mean, I the fourth it, goal. Was uh, just talking about the third goal, I, uh, I thought, you know, it just highlighted my point about Modric making those deceptive mm. runs into the box, you know, trying to slip through defenders, you know. That was yeah, his yeah. experience. That was, that was when his experience really came to the fore. Mm. 
Yeah, that, that, that's all I really have to say about Turco. So, you know, more like fingers crossed, man. Like, I hope um, Carlo, someone mentioned Carlo. Like, I didn't pay much attention because, like, once we went four and up, it was a bow, and I was uh, between uh, some, some uh, stuff. So, someone mentioned on the subreddit uh, that Carlo made all the available substitutions. Was it all the available five substitutions, or was it all the available substitution slots? If you guys I think, can, I think he 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 subbed in Oliejo and he got mm-hmm. in East. Yeah, I, saw that. I think Jovic. it was all five. All five, eh? Yeah, Jovic. Because like Rodrigo, it was Jovic, right? Yeah, Jovic, Rodrigo, Rodrigo. Kamavinga. Rodrigo. Did he bring on Kamavinga? Kamavinga is a dog. I don't. I think Kamavinga came on, right? Kamavinga yeah. came on together with Jovic, I guess, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Kamavinga, Kamavinga, Jovic, Isco, and I think then Rodrigo came before because he replaced yeah Vinicius and Valiero uh-huh. was often. Yeah, I think he used all the slots and he used all the subs. Yeah, yeah, he used all the slots and all the subs. Yeah, what do you guys yeah. think about the Isco controversy? Yeah, actually, I was oh. actually gonna say that as well. Like, I read so, like he refused to warm up and stuff like that. Yeah, because I was really confused about what he was trying to do there. It's like. Uh, as soon as he comes back from warming up, I think uh, David Ancelotti he wanted him to warm up more. But more, yeah, yeah. Like he just he blew him off. He goes, he takes off his training jersey and everything, gets ready for the game, and he just he just went and stood there like kind of like he forced the substitution. And even Carlo, he just didn't go and you know talk to him straight away. But then later on, he went and said something to him and brought him on. So I, I don't really know how to feel about Isco because somebody on the sub was saying that. This is the second time he's done it. He did it to Zidane as well, uh, like previously. So I don't know. Yeah, what you look I actually like. remember. Yeah, I remember. The, I also remember Zidane control. Actually, I feel like I don't know, man. Like Isco is a man whose time is up, man. Like you know, it's just I don't it's know. Up. Like his time is, is, is up. up really, I I love Isco really so much, but unfortunately, like. It's just not okay. I shouldn't say it's not worked out because, like, in 2017, like, I feel like a lot of players would give a lot just to have the season he had in 2017. But, like, man, his time is up, man. That's just it. So, it's just the thing, you know, the, thing, the thing is, um, 10 15 years ago, these guys used to smoke and come play football, right? Like, uh, training and fitness and everything was just yeah. Sports science yeah. uh, developed so much over the past decade, and now it's uh, focus of attention. Those guys used to get away with it because they were Zidane, they were Ronaldinho. They could, yeah. they could glide across the pitch. Isco can do quarter of what they would do, what these legends would do in their prime, and he thinks he can get away with shit like this. Especially against the people who gave him a career to begin with. Zidane and Ancelotti made Isco what he is today. Any of you guys disagree with that? No, no. Nah, man, nah, nah, nah. nah. The only reason he got his move to Madrid was because uh, Zidane really pushed for him, you know? Yeah. The summer Ancelotti came here. And I was kind of angry when they sold Ozil to accommodate Isco. Me too. Yeah, oh my God. I remember Ozil's departure. Like, even though I supported Arsenal, like I didn't want Ozil to just take a downgrade, you know. Oh man, I how do you live with yourself like, supporting yeah. Arsenal? That's what I was like. What kind of loser supports <laughs> Arsenal, man? Like, really, for God's sake. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. So, yeah. Um, 
Fuck Esco for for the meanwhile. Um, Casemiro, man, the assist for Mendy's goal. That was oh, that was that was a peach. Yeah, really good. Definitely, really good. definitely. Uh, you know, like uh, Casemiro is always confusing to me because um, whenever you ask to ask him to play out from the back, he can't even make short passes. Right, yeah. Mm, yeah. but um, put him in the final third, and he pulls out. You know, oh my god, his combination for the other the other goal that day, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I, I don't even yeah. remember. I think it was Donetsk, Donetsk, Shakhtar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. against Shakhtar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he, I think he's even done that. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did. That was Jovic. No. So yeah, he he yeah. he does that routinely. You know, he he he'll pull out absolute stunners in the final third. But uh, when you ask him to start to play from the bag, he's like, he can't play football. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Once, once and, he's... And then uh, when it comes to long passes and everything, his yeah. long passes are really absolutely spot on. Yeah. And I remember when he was at Porto, he was really good at long shots and free kicks. And yeah, he, exactly. great, yeah. he, he scored some long-range stunners. Uh, so it, it's not confusing to me. I'm, I'll never forget it. Yeah, from the sky. in the final also. Yeah, yeah, that goal was in my mind, the Napoli one, uh, when mm. I was talking about his long-range charts. But you know, the thing is like, as soon as you put somebody around him to pressure him, I don't know what mm. happens to him. He, he can't really pass yeah. the ball. He so, so I, I think Ansel, um, towards at the beginning of the season, Ancelotti was trying to involve him more in the offensive build-up, you know, building out from the back. But mm-hmm. of late, he's really taken those duties off from him. I don't know what how mm-hmm. how you guys interpreted that. In, in my opinion, uh, Casemiro, the reason behind Casemiro's um, effectiveness um, in the attacking third is partly down to him. He definitely has a knack for uh, showing up. And also, it is the opponents um, kind of underestimating. This guy's not going to do much. You know, what is this truck going to do? That's that's probably what their thinking would be. Um, but the thing is, we would still need, uh, like, late runs from midfield, man. Like, Modric and Cruz can't, can't do it. I, I think that's what uh, Carlo changed in the like, game against Granada. He gave uh, mm-hmm. Modric the freedom to play in the final third. And he sort of held uh, Casemiro back. I think, yeah. um, I don't know if Modric can do that every game, though. No, it worked against Granada, but say you're, we are playing Liverpool, no chance. Yeah, against no. Liverpool, we can always ask Vinicius to attack. No, nah, man, because yeah. Liverpool trusts Arsenal for Neil. The man is calling Liverpool, man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, uh, Arteta, he, he riled up the cop. Like, once you're in Anfield, you should do <laughs> your best to shut up the cop, the people, uh, like... Uh, and this guy goes and riles up Jürgen Klopp, the cop, and these guys go mad. And yeah, everything after that is a red blur. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, so <laughs> yeah, let, let's forget it. Um, so some interesting stats, boys, uh, from the Granada game. Real Madrid have scored 32 goals in 13 La Liga games. Only Sevilla come close with 23 goals. 32 goals in 13 La Liga games. That is a substantial... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, to your point, I think that's really a substantial improvement from previous seasons. But I think yeah. Sevilla are going to struggle to score goals going forward because, uh, you know, Nasiri he's, he's, he's out injured again. Exactly, like, yeah. He was already injured. So I think all they have for attack is Rafa Mir, who hasn't exactly lived up. 
And, yeah, but he's and, a promising striker. I like Rafa, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do like him. He was really good for Huesca, but I don't think he has really performed for Sevilla. You know? Mm. Sevilla is a step up. He, he'll eventually come through. Yeah, like, but, uh, you know, in Sevilla, uh, they don't invest unless they see something. They're very meticulous. Um, yeah, yeah that, is, that is true. That is definitely true. But I think uh, Sevilla, they won't have, and Naziri, I think, who is their main striker. And then they, they lose Munir for the Cup of African Nation. The African Nation. Even um, even El Naziri also goes to the African Cup Nation if he's fit. Yeah, but like El Naziri, I think he's out for the, the Cup as well, African Cup as well. We have uh, Sevilla next weekend, right? Sorry? We have Sevilla next weekend, right? Yeah, Sevilla is next week. And I think Sevilla is also missing out on Jesus Navas. I think he's also out injured. Oh, he's a so, massive man. He's a massive yeah, man. So, so I think Sevilla's defense is really good, but I don't know how their attack is going to fare going forward. Mm, let's let's save the Sevilla stuff for next week. Also, uh, moving on to the other stats, boys. 20 of our 28 squad players in 21-22 have scored or assisted at least one goal so far. But the only guy who didn't Surprise, surprise, Militao. Yeah. Oh, Jovic, I thought. Did Jovic? Yeah, Jovic, had, Jovic had an assist for Benzema. Wow. You know, in the Espanol game. We had a big debate, ah. remember? About Militao. Like, he gets into such good positions. And yeah, I remember. I watched that. I watched that video. Actually, oh, wasn't it? I think it was the Mallorca game. We had Neil Neil and like. Militao had like a couple of good headers he missed, even if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure, but it, it seems like it's... No, it, it was VRL, oh, yeah, bro. VRL, yeah. Both. Both. Okay, because like, um, Mayorga, we scored like pretty early. Yeah. They had a mess up and we scored... Ah, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Militao needs to step up, man. Like, we need people to win those headers and most importantly, put them away. And um, like set I, pieces. Mm. I Go remember on. you guys the debate on Militao and his ability to at least get into position. I, I Like, for me, it was just that uh, at least he gets into positions where he can win headers, right? And he's our mm-hmm. only defender who can win headers. So I think mm. that's a good thing. Sometimes, yeah, probably he's not scoring goals. But, you know, that's not his job. It's not, it's, you he, can't really blame him for that. Like, I wouldn't slate him for it. Like, he is my centre-back. Um, he is a future leader. Like, I, I want him to do well. But the thing is, in one of games, when all the chips are down and it's down to one half chance here or there to nick the game, him missing that crucial chance puts that's pressure sad. on his teammates. He needs to bury it. That, that's the only thing. Put it away. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, him missing half chances of set pieces, like, yeah, you know, obviously it's a great help if you have a centre-back who can score goals, like, you know, with Ramos and Pepe and everybody. My point precisely, you is, guys you guys got used to so much good players and now you want everyone to be wall <laughs> Obviously, man, this is not Arsenal, okay? I can accept shit in Arsenal. But I think, it's like, the thing is, like, in those close games, I want uh, our attackers to serve up more than Militao, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then actually, the good thing actually now is that we have like we score different profile of goals. Like in the past, you could just see the only thing was okay, you get the ball to someone, cross it, Benzema heads it in, mm. or, or something. But now, like, we have like different arsenals, and you know, we have different ways, different profiles. Like, we can you know just run through, we can build up, you know. So, I think that's a good thing actually. You know, it's slicky touches mm. and what's done, what is not. And actually, even we scored from the set pieces, but even without heading. 
the natural goal. So I think it's it's a good thing and a bad thing together because we we need to get those headers in as well. But I think uh, the point that you guys made about scoring from set pieces is re- really good because I think at the end of when the champion at the when the league is done, you know these uh, missed chances or you know these scored set piece goals they can really make a difference between you know. Sure, yeah. sure. So, Sunez, what other stats do you have for us? Another uh, big stat, Vinicius, man. 15 goals plus assists. Yeah, his output has really increased this year, right? He has actually, you know, he just, you know what he did at the, uh, in the beginning of the season? I think he printed off a big canvas of his memes. Then, yeah. you know, crumbled them, from- them together. Set, set from- <laughs> you know, that's what he did. That's that's what he did. So I'm really you know, proud of him. Now. You know the funny thing is like um the today somebody made a post on the subreddit. I think it was the Ice Fox X5. So uh-huh. this uh, they made a post of you know goal scorers for Real Madrid combined goal processes right. after Ronaldo right. left and somehow Vinicius has snuck up to second. You know, <laughs> before oh my the season, God. Before this season, I, I, we could have bet that he would have been in the lower, you know, lower positions. But now, right now, he's second. And you're like, uh, like, oh my god, this guy is having such a great season. And he's already my up friends, the people, the people um, that that I grew up with, um, they used to always consider me very harsh on uh, the players that I support. I, I, I wouldn't show it outside, but when they watch the games with me and then I rant and they say you're too harsh man you know Vinicius and all these guys they're young players they need time and whatnot to be honest um I was very um in 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 caught up in half mind because um I, I wouldn't necessarily call Vinicius last season and the first season as promising like like there were signs that he could do stuff but I never truly thought that he could like uh, put those quality moments of brilliance into stats, and this is where he's excelling um, so far this season. So may long it continue, man. Like we need all the help we can get. Benzema is getting old. Uh, when he's off his game, you see how much we lack going forward. And Vinicius is is the man stepping up. Big ups to him, man. Every uh, game, I'm really scared these days. Uh, you know, uh, you, you're older than Benzema, though. Huh? Right. Yosunek, ain't you older than Benzema? You're saying Benzema is getting old, man. If Benzema is getting old, you're a grandfather then, I guess. <laughs> Benz- Benzema, bro, Benzema, like, uh, let's be honest. He doesn't have five years of top flight football left in him. And five years is a very short period in football. Like, it, things can change a lot. And you may never know, man. Like, so... Yeah, that's that's the whole. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, man, back to your back to your point actually about Vinicius tonight. Actually, what happens is this: like you know, you are saying you're a harsh support. I think it's not like you're not harsh on the players. It's just like this is the expectation. The point is, as long as you're on the field, you have to deliver. So, like yeah. for I'm also the kind of person who doesn't believe in age or something like this. As long as this guy is good enough, he should play over the yeah. more experienced guys. So actually, that's Even what I also had with Vinicius. Yeah. It was the same thing. I was like, what? If, like, I don't care if he's 17 or if he's five or if he's 100. The point yeah. is, why would you beat five defenders and go in front of the post and kick the ball to a throw-in, for God's sake? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was so bad and it was so shit. But really, you know, like, there's this famous line of uh, Jurgen Klopp. He says, like, we have to mm-hmm. go from doubters to believers. Like, literally, yeah. 
Vini has made me from a doubter. To, I man, even if it becomes shit till the end of the season, man, for just this first few weeks, man, I'm really, really so because at least he shows me that there is something there. But in the past, like I was always wondering, like, could this guy eventually, you know, as you said, like turn all this br- uh, flashiness into stats? But like mm-hmm. now, I know, okay, like he can do it. Maybe then he goes on a wrong bad run of form or something happens. But I know, okay, yeah. this guy has the capability to take the, you know, to go to the next level, to take the next step. So at least for now, like I'm just, you know, yeah, obviously we need him to do it for the whole year. But like, there yeah, still now, gears to go for Vinicius. There is still gears to go. I feel like he has a couple more gears to go to really get to where he wants uh, him uh, him to be at. Because he was recently interviewed, I think, yesterday or was it last night or something? And I read uh, that, yeah, like I used to be the meme. Now I live with the meme and I still know I'm way far off where I want to be. So I'm just oh, yeah, as far as yesterday. Towards it. Sure. That's what he said. Yeah, so. and he was, he was on El Arguero or something. So uh, yeah. regarding Vinicius, I think uh, I was a little bit different from you guys because I... I sort of always believed in this guy because, you know, the thing is, like, Vinicius at every level has always scored. You know, before he yeah. came to Madrid, he, he, like, even, I think he was a top scorer in the under-17 World Championship. So, I... I yeah, he, uh, yeah so, I, I, so I had faith that this sometime this guy was going to step up. But I didn't yeah. think, like, uh, I never assumed, took him for a scorer like uh, Cristiano or Mo Salah or something like that, you know. Uh, I thought maybe he he would be like a Sterling scoring 10-15 goals a season. But mm-hmm. his development this season really has like pleasantly surprised me. So, well, let me yeah. really add something. Sorry for interrupting. Actually, I feel maybe the reason why I personally felt this was because you could remember like the season when Vinicius came out, it was a season after Cristiano left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like literally everything was shit other than Benzema, if you guys could recall. So I, I guess that's why like the pressure was there, like, okay, like we need this guy to do something. Like mm. we need someone to I think maybe that was why I was just like, okay, this cannot because the point is you come from Cristiano and then all what he was doing, and then unfortunately someone thought it was a good idea to give the seven to so <laughs> Mariano is a better number seven than Eden Hazard, guys. Let's agree upon that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, um, so, so I just felt maybe that was the reason why I was personally harsh on Vini because I was like, you know, looking for someone to step up to, you know, at least show some things and all that. But I felt maybe if Vinicius had come through, like, similar to Asensio, like when Cristiano was firing, fit and firing, when Madrid were at the, you know, peak, maybe it would have been easier for him to integrate into the team and eventually, you know, uh, develop into the person we're seeing these days. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that sentiment. But you know, even when Vinicius was like not scoring, he really got some important goals, especially against was it uh, Barcelona? Yeah, yeah where the one the Cruz was giving him directions. You know, go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, I think he, even then he got some really uh, good goals against Barcelona, mm-hmm. Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that we needed to have mm. some patience with the guy. Let, let's Actually, I feel the Liverpool game. game was the game where Vinicius came to life. Sorry, he to was then come back. Yeah. Sorry. He came to life because of Ozan Kabak, bro. They were missing uh, Allison. They were missing Matip. They were missing. Nah, man. It was I'm, a good I'm, game. I'm, it was a good I'm game. not gonna. 
I'm not going to lay the blame on Ozan Kapak because I think uh, that most, you know, he, he, if, if you see the game, he, the dude didn't know what he was doing with able to defend. Well, actually, for the, the thing, what happened was this, like with Trent, it was like last season was a very shitty season because like Trent needed the midfielders to cover him up. And like last yeah. season, like literally the midfielders were defenders and like there was no one to, because the truth is like, Trent is like I think it's he's just Marcelo really. I just feel like he's Marcelo but like with less skills. Like Marcelo is like with the Brazilian flair, but like he's just like you know, yeah. Let's just say you should, Marcelo. You shouldn't let any Liverpool fans hear you say that. But well, no man, they should be happy. I'm comparing Marcelo to like like oh yeah. God, you can't Alexander Arnold, man. That's that's a tough with EPL people, man. Like the English Premier League guys, they have a huge, huge hard on for their own players, their own league, what whatever no, they do. Man, it's just it's, it's a British team, man. It's not an EPL team. It's a British team, man. They over sell them to hide their players. Because the truth is, like, you know, to be honest, like okay, we're going off point here, but to be honest, I keep wondering who on earth decided to make Hardy Maguire the captain of Manchester United. <laughs> like I just sit and like try to, I can't even like you know. I can't even digest it. Like I feel like, wow, how is that even possible? Do, do, do you know he has? He has the forehead this size, yeah. Slab it, slab it. Okay, let me just uh, add this about Harry Maguire. It's like um, he was really good at Leicester. He was really, Why are really good at this, Leicester. This slab head airtime, man. This is unacceptable, bro. <laughs> But more like he okay, was good at Leicester. Is. I'm not denying. I'm not denying that Harry Maguire is good at Leicester. But the point is, I'm saying what I'm trying to point out here is that he hasn't shown us enough to come into yeah. a team like Manchester United and be the captain. To be honest, like if Van Dijk had become they, the captain they, they, of Liverpool, they, they, I think no one would say shit because like he showed that I can do this on the biggest stage. Yeah, I think you know, the issue with United is the defensive scheme. Like they have really, uh, they, their players don't crack back. Only you know what happened. All they got intimidated by Harry Maguire's slab head and his jawline. He was like, "You go, mate. You're the captain now. You know, be that team." It's it's just a joke. Okay. Anyways, okay. Okay. let's get back to Granada. Yeah, um, I think Granada or Sheriff, I guess. Or are we moving on? Yeah, or we, yeah, we are moving on to Sheriff. One one small mention before we do. Um, this is very interesting as well. Real Madrid are unbeaten in the last. 32 La Liga games where Danny Carvajal has played. You know, that stat is like, that stat is to be expected. Danny Carvajal is the best right back in the world. That's my opinion. <laughs> he, I think he might not be the best uh, at this moment. He was definitely when we won our... For, for me, even at this moment, like when fit Danny Carvajal... At this moment, I would say that he's the most well-balanced right back in the world. He okay. is the perfect balance between offense and defense. Like he, he knows what he's doing, man. I hope he still has his, you know, like extra tank of energy that he hides for the latter stages of uh, UCL, and he remains fit. We need to keep this guy fit. Wrap him in a bubble wrap, you know, like um, build some. I don't know those Cyro sleep stuff or something that people use in space. Like, just lock him up, like, after every game or something. This guy needs to stay fit. If he doesn't, Nacho at right back is uh, a fix for the short term and wouldn't help us um, in the knockouts. Absolutely. You know, Danny Carvalho should go, go and talk to LeBron James and get one of these futuristic technologies. 
You know, LeBron yeah, has those yeah. futuristic tanks to recover and everything. Yeah. yeah. That would have Danny. But yeah, Man. like getting back to the point, I think Carvajal is like, I think he's one of the most important players for our team. Exactly. Because when he's injured, he really struggles. Yeah. Yeah. He is the future captain, you know. He, he is very vocal. You know, he never hides. That's what I love about Carvajal when he broke through. Um, even I was very skeptical after his first uh, stint um, in, the, in the Bundesliga that he was suddenly called back. And who is this kid? Like, I used yeah. to hear that he was doing well in Germany. But I was actually disappointed with Mourinho because he never gave Carvajal a chance because of his fight with, uh, I think, Alberto Torres or someone. I think that was mm. the guy who was coaching Castilla back then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't really give a shot to Carvajal and Carvajal had to go to Leverkusen. But uh, I think uh, I really expected big things from him when he came back. Our right backs during Mourinho's last year was who? Uh, Abeloa? Abeloa, yeah. It was It was a travesty. Oh, my God. Anyways. Okay, do you guys want to move on to Sheriff now? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, We are almost 50, 40 minutes in? Yeah, I think we are uh, are recording for 53 minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Let's do a quick... Scan of what our uh, mighty giant killers, the David V. Goliath stuff um, uh, heroes from uh, northern Moldova, what they have been up to. They, they are second in the league with three games remaining. Sheriff yeah. uh, poll is not to be underestimated, guys. They're second? They're second? Yeah, they're second with three games remaining and a point behind. They are second in the league. Do they do they have a game in hand or something? Three games in hand. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's you know, game. like uh, if 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 I'm being honest, the Moldovan league, like sheriff plays in a proper stadium, and rest everybody plays in a cow patch. So the yeah, fact that, <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're behind was like kind of shocking to me, honestly. Yeah, you know how. Let's not get into communism and the Russians and whatnot. I don't want to get killed. I yeah, because. Like, uh, yeah, there, 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 there's a lot of political <laughs> aspect to show if they're asked but I think, yeah, well, I still want to forward. go to the Bonavol, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, <laughs> sheriff shouldn't shouldn't be underestimated, man. They are Definitely good. Not. They are good. These guys know um how how to get the job done. You know, their um, biggest nothing. strength is our biggest weakness. Like um, these guys, these guys, their biggest strength is they'll uh, they'll sit back, defend, and hit on the counter. And we can't really yeah. play against teams that counter us. We know what they're gonna do. We're literally watching what they're gonna do. Yeah. Yet we can't figure out, you know, like a solution to that. It's it's maddening. Um, Definitely. They have their own Cristiano. They have their own version of Traore. You know, it's all slick and. Cristiano is left back, right? Yeah, I think yeah. And Kaur is a striker. Yeah. Adama. Striker, yeah. winger, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And we the guy who... Hmm. Go, on. go on, go on. No, no, no. The guy who scored the goal, man, against Kotwa, that, that guy might be a legend for them forever. Like, he can tell their kids, grandkids, about how he managed to pull that off at the Bernabeu. Second one? Second one? The, yeah, the second one. Uh, I forgot his name. Russian team. Sebastian Tell, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, no, I remember. I'll never forget it. It was so <laughs> sublime, so sublime, so sweet that uh, our poor giraffe, you know, he was caught looking at the trees. Um, I hope it doesn't happen again. 
I hope it doesn't yeah. happen again. <laughs> the thing is, like when they were playing against Inter, and I think they scored against Inter. I was like, these these guys, they really, um, they really can't be stopped. As as worried that like, these guys are really because going they've to nothing to lose, it, man. Like I've been there myself um, as an underdog. It's so easy, you know. When when nobody gives you a chance, it's so easy, bro. It's so easy. It, you just have to put in like ten percent effort, uh, like effort, like opposed to when the onus is on you to take the initiative. But uh, I think they really played well. Uh, you know their defense, especially the goalkeeper. I forgot his name. The Greek guy. I think he's Greek, right? The goalkeeper. Uh, I think he is. Um... Yeah. So I think uh, that guy really pulled off some blinders, you know, stopping Benzema in that form. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, but I think we got unlucky. I think we really played well that game. They have six points, eh? They have six points. Yeah, against us and Shakhtar. They have six or seven. Six. Six. Okay. Six. Okay. So, anyways, I, I thought we uh, we played better. Like we were the better team at the Bernabeu against them, mm-hmm. and I think we really got unlucky. We should have won that game. They got If unlucky, uh, but even then, man. See, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. That's that's why I I rant about people missing open chances, um, whether it be Militao, or Vinicius, or Benzema. Like we gotta be more clinical, and I hope Benzema can be uh, his ruthless uh, old self, like his recent. Um, Uh, strikes has not been as clean as they usually are. Like, what do you guys think? Right? Like he. I, I looked... think it's, I think it's the regular up and down of the season. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. It can be down But... to that. Also, the international break and the uh... yeah. Actually, I was gonna say that like Benzema has played a lot actually this past few mm-hmm. months. Actually, he's played a lot mm-hmm. the Nations League and then yeah. the World Cup qualifiers again and you know the Champions League. Literally, he plays always for us. So. Actually, yeah. back to Mo's point about being unlucky. If I'm not mistaken, I think in the match, like Courtois had to make like also like two good saves. I think I can't remember yeah. exactly. Yeah. So actually, I think it's about Sunaid's point, man. It's not about you know being unlucky. It's about making your luck, as you guys said earlier. You know, because you know sometimes the the finish is only as bad as good. The finish is only as bad as good as a save it is. You know, a bad yeah. finishing leads to a wonderful save. Sometimes you know this can be it as well. So we just need to you know. Clear his chances because, as you can see, actually, because the goal they scored, it was like a world class goal. Like, it's what can Kultur do about that? You know, it's just one, yeah, it was one, one of those goals. It was one of exactly. those goals. That, that it's just one of those AI. goals. You know, yeah. it was one of those goals that the AI will always score against you in FIFA. Uh, everybody was playing FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just yeah. hold your hand, pull your hair out, but somehow the AI is going to score that goal. And it was like, yeah, exactly. as if AI was playing against Real Madrid, and you know, they pulled that goal off. But actually, I feel like you know we've. I feel we've learned our lesson, man. We're not gonna underrate these guys anymore. Like yeah, we're gonna the team should be pumped up. The team should be pumped up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The guys will want to show that that was just you know a mistake somewhere. We just wanna and again to wrap up, man. To just wrap up the qualification before we go to Inter, man. Yeah, we definitely have to do that because yeah, we have to wrap we... this up before Inter. We need just a draw for qualification. I think we need a win. No, I think we need a win because like Inter are on seven points, if I'm not mistaken, right? Inter are seven points, right? And like Sheriff has six, and we are nine. Is it? We are nine. Yeah. Oh, so like, okay. we need, like so we need like. Uh, yeah, I think Sheriff will are ahead of us on head to head if there's a tie. yeah. If we draw. 
So we need a win to confirm our, our position in Lampard. What, what do you guys think about our team against Sheriff? What do you think our lineup should be? I think maybe there's going to be a change with Rodrigo and Asensio this time around. Do you guys think, like, would you start with Asensio or... or Actually, I personally would start with Asensio, but I just... Let's keep Asensio for the weekend against Sevilla. I think. What do you think, start Rodrigo. Yeah. Okay. And what do you guys think defensively? Carvajal starts... We need him. Um, Mandy starts. The thing, um, you know, the thing like, um, uh, do you guys remember the sh- game against Shakhtar? When in mm-hmm. the first game, uh, Carlo mm-hmm. like he changed the tactics and he had to sit back and ask yeah. Shakhtar to attack us. I think that is the style of uh, that's the it's style of play that we're going to see against uh, Sheriff again because you know mm-hmm. the last time they just they just sat back, did nothing. Let us yeah. the, bring the play to them and then they score. Yeah. I think this time uh, Ancelotti is going to be like, okay, this is your home ground. You should attack us. But I and... think actually, like, I think Sheriff might not uh, go to go for that. Because mm-hmm. like in the Shakhtar game, like you could feel like, okay, Shakhtar was like quite a decent team. But like mm-hmm. as tonight said, like Sheriff are like just the underdogs, like 100% underdogs. And I don't think they will want to take the game to real. Like they're just going to do their thing. Low block. You can't know, it's your home crowd and whatnot. You know, they might eventually oh, have man. a goal. You're not playing Arsenal, man. You're playing Real Madrid, man. Okay, okay. So, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I think the, the support, even in their home stadium, is going to be more for Real Madrid than for them because uh, I think a lot of fans are going to come from outside. Yeah. Hey, Sunil, did Sunil log out or something? No, no, no. no. I'm switching right on. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So yeah, it's it's uh it's it's of prime importance we we get the job done tomorrow and exactly. um, avoid injuries as much as possible. We need everybody fit. Honestly, if uh, it was me, um I know we can't take um Sheriff lightly as they have shown us before, but uh in midfield I hope we can rotate somebody. Either one of Cruz or Modric. I think more to true. I think that's a good point. By the way, do you guys have any news on Valverde? Yeah. Uh, uh, from what I hear, he's going to be back for Sevilla over the weekend. He'll be back for Sevilla, right? Yeah. So but let's just. That. Okay. So let's just assume like a Sociedad at Athletic Bilbao games, something like that. Yeah. You, I think how he, should, cruel, he should be back. How insensitive are you, Farouk, man? Like you asked just about Valverde. What about the Burger King? Huh? What about the Golf King? What about the Arsenal King? Sebaios, you don't want to know about anybody. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. The only other person I care about, man, is Gar. We're gonna need him for the Champions League shifts, man. We need someone to put in a shift in the Champions League. Who, who, who? Gareth Bale. Oh, Gareth Bale. I respect Bale out of all these guys. You know, he 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 warrants every. Inch of respect. Um, I, I saw. What do you guys think about the bill situation, bill injury situation? Actually, I think on the previous episode, I brought this up. Like, it's been unfair on us. Like, Garbill has been injured for three months or two months, if I'm not mistaken. Let me not get the numbers wrong. And then he goes and he plays for Wales, and then he becomes injured again. Like, then what should we do? Like, literally, like, what should we do? Yeah, it's it's yeah. time. Did you guys? There was an interesting point I read in Marca. Uh, mm-hmm. I think um, 
the FIFA is going to have to pay us if Bale is out for like 28 days. So FIFA is going to have to pay like a part portion of his wages. They have like 28k euros or something, right? It's like 2500 euros. Bale what? 500k per week? No, 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 no. It's like 25,500 euros per day. So we only have to so we only have to cover like six six thousand euros. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so a whole going to... this. Anyway. Um the thing is my my point was um like I love the guy, man. Bale gave me so many memories. I I can't um I can't absolutely uh, like slate him. But the thing is, uh, it's it's Wales. Um, it's a small country. He is their talisman. Like he needs to show up. Like I get it. It's a part of patriotism. You you can call it whatever you want. You can call it negligence. You can call it um, Wales Golf Madrid. But deep down, I know he loves Madrid. Madrid made him the guy he is. Obviously, Tottenham. Let's not talk about it. But um, he would obviously want to reciprocate what the fans. Uh, I mean, what the club gave him. So, it's it's been it's been a mess. Um, yeah, that's my two cents. I mean, the good thing is only six months are left. Like, <laughs> uh, I res I respect Bale, but I like I think the way he he's behaved is like slightly disappointing. Yeah, he has put us down. Yeah, when he shouldn't have. Yeah, and I, mean, I think he's one, of the, he's one of the guys we just need to exit, man. Like we need to move past these guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like in these games against Sheriff and you know the uh, upcoming busy counter, like at least Bill is going to be back, so we're going to have some bodies. But like you know, yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to get injured mm-hmm. again, and now we're. I, I hope you, you know what the perfect season would be. Like it says, obviously his last year, um, like Esco and many others, Marcelo. I hope we win the Champions League, man. It's a far fetch. The odds might be crazy low. But if we do it and Bale and these guys put up a show towards the latter stages, that would be something good. You know, I don't you know, know. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a funny stat. Um, every season that Bale has started the season with us, you know, because like I think 2013 mm-hmm. 14, he didn't start the season with us. But rest of the season, whenever he, Bale scores the first goal for Real Madrid season, Real Madrid wins the mm-hmm. Champions League. So he's done this three times. Oh, the I remember yeah. his goal at Anoeta. And then we won yeah. the Champions League. Oh my yes. God! I remember. Oh, but uh, but you know, sorry to disappoint you, but this season Bale didn't score the first goal. So okay, we're probably you, not winning the Champions League. <laughs> but oh, to yeah, break the jinx, to break the jinx, also like uh, Bale didn't score the first goal also in the 2014 under Ancelotti, right? Yeah, but he didn't start the season with us. Ah, yeah, that's true. So he joined in the yeah. 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 That's right. So I think uh, to end, we can just give our predictions for the Sheriff game and then we can wrap up. Talata Wahed 3 1. 3 1. Real Madrid? Yeah. 3 1. Real Madrid? Not Sheriff, bro. I thought you were going to select Sheriff as the victors. Yeah. Uh, you can never put it past the net, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going for a 2 0, man. Yeah, 2 0, and Benzema gets on the score sheet this time around. Uh, I'll go with Farouk, like, I'll go with Farouk, but I think we'll concede. So, 2 1 to us, probably. 2 1. Nah, man, I want, I want Courtois to keep a clean sheet, man, really. 
Yeah, I trust Courtois, but I don't trust our defenders to be able to fight. Those Not just the defenders, players. man. Like literally everyone, like from Benzema to the whoever the center back players are, like literally one person just have a brain fart and gives the ball away. You know what I'm gonna do, guys? Like I'm gonna make you guys take these predictions seriously. So once we have this going on consistently, Alhamdulillah, it's been sort of consistent so far. But if we keep this up, I'm gonna start a predictions tournament. And each prediction, each right prediction will, will get you points. Each right score prediction will get you points. So, you know, it's going to get interesting. Hopefully, so when you, load are, you, hmm. are you going to buy a PlayStation Plus memberships? Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Not you, though, bro. You're a grown ass <laughs> man, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Anyway, so guys, uh, one final reminder before we wind it up. Um, so the European draft, which was cancelled due to our beloved member, Farouk, will be reconducted on Saturday, hopefully, if he shows up and he uh, if he manages to keep his internet stable. So, yeah, fingers crossed, guys. Uh, I hope you guys make it for it. So any last thoughts, boys, before before we wind it up? No, that's it. I think, I think we said everything we have to say. Okay, I think that's a wrap, boys. So um, we'll be back before the Sevilla game on Saturday and it'll be alive if things work out. So, hello Madrid. Hello Madrid.